can I uh, can I share my pick? Hold on, we gotta ask Google. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> one option. Two and two. Hey Google, pick a number between two and two. Here's a random number: two. <laughs> oh, that's surprising it was too i wanted so to say like, something else yeah, and you wouldn't give a pick this week that's what i was hoping <laughs> no. for oh man <laughs> welcome to the freelance dance a weekly conversation between three experienced freelancers who are navigating the ups and downs and the ins and outs of the freelance dance my name is Jake Knight, joined by my co-hosts, Marty Theory and Brandon Watts. Welcome to the Freelance Dance. We should move on. Um, do, do you guys have any um, home devices in your... I feel like we've talked about this before, but do you have any, like, hey... Hey something? What is, hey, hey something. <laughs> hey, oh, what is... Uh, Dingus. No, he says, hey, Dingus. <laughs> <laughs> Another Merlin Man reference. Got to be one Merlin every other Man, episode. Yeah. There you go. God, he I says, hey, listen, Dingus. I listen to that show. So, so do, do you guys have any Dinguses? Dingus. Dingus. Sure do. Just have a basic Echo Dot. And you know those so things Am- are so you cheap. Have Amazon. You know, Amazon, yeah. I I do have a okay. Google whatever that thing is, um, the small one. But the I Google try- Home Mini. Yeah, I set that thing. I got it free as part of some subscription, and I set that thing up, and it just didn't work right away. And I just like I wasn't into it. I didn't feel like spending time on it. So just Amazon for me. Okay, that's interesting, Jake. Uh, so I bought the HomePod when it first came out, like early adapter nice. that I am um, as a gift for Amanda. And it's actually, it is hers. She uses it every day. Um, oh, I wow. have, I have a Google little Google home um, out in my garage that is kind of synced up so I can have it play, you know, music and stuff. But other than that, um, I've wanted to have a really awesome home automation system with multiple devices. And I just, I, I feel like they're not there yet. To just like go all in on something. How about you? Yes, I have a lot of things. And I just realized that I ha- actually have not purchased. <laughs> I actually never purchased any of these uh, besides the Sonos. So you Sonos stole has. them? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, gifts. They're just, gifts. <laughs> or given. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, they were uh, because I subscribed to Spotify. I guess. Um. Spotify sent me the Google Home Mini. Is that what happened with you, Brandon? Something like that. And by the way, what yeah. a world it is when you just get these things thrown in as like it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like a baseball card in a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> here's a smart speaker. Like that's right. how commoditized yeah, they are. Speaker. Yeah. Here, here it is. And then I think I did something else or subscribed to some other service, and they sent me a Google Home. Um. With the screen. Oh, yeah. Google Nest Home. Is that what it's called now? Google Nest something home. Uh, hub yeah, or Google, something. Yeah. yeah. Hub or whatever. I'm getting so confused about what's called what because I also have the, the uh, Google Nest doorbell too. And also the Google Nest thermometer. Oh, wow. So I've got, I've got the whole Google. I'm in, I'm in the ecosystem, right? The Google as, of, as, of, as an Apple fan, you know, I'm like, 
I wish I had, I wish we had more options. Um, I think, I think there's a thermometer you can buy that syncs with home or uh, Apple home, home devices, home kit. Yeah, that's what it's called. But, uh, I just, it, you know, all of a sudden these things are just like, all right, we'll just, we'll go on to the Google, we'll get into the Google, uh, Google zone. <laughs> the, we'll be the Google house. And, uh, so I dig it. It's nice. It's, it's, it's nice to say, Hey, Hey dingus, what's happening? Um, but I don't know if you guys saw this article today, uh, in the tech times, it said Google assistant records audio even when you're not using it. Okay. We have to talk about this. Yes. Go Jake. So in order for Google's thing to work for all these devices, they have to be listening for you to say the, the keyword, the phrase. They can't do that if they're not constantly recording a few seconds of audio. So my, my assumption would be that would just be on like a, a race, like a Ram loop. It would just like every couple of seconds, it just cycles through and doesn't hear it. It just erases it. Is that what it's doing? Or are you saying? Well, apparently the uh, Parliamentary Standing Committee on Information Technology of India. Is there an acronym for that? Uh, the PSCITI. Cool. Um, <laughs> that they, they, so they, they uh, basically had Google meet with them and said, Hey, what's going on with your stuff? We want to know how it works. And the representatives of, from Google, which is how they, how the article worded it, which is interesting. But uh, they said that they noted that yes, it records audio, even when the product feature is not being used. And it says, they also noted that, which is even interesting, their employees listen to such recordings as the speech recognition technology uses them. So, yeah, they're not. No, there was no like for how long or. Um, <laughs> what was interesting is that it said that Google, where is it? Where's the word? Here it is. It says, nevertheless, Google clarified that it is not being done in a creepy way, <laughs> assuring, <laughs> assuring that their staff is not listening to our sensitive conversations. It's just they only have access to limited parts of the audio, which, OK, yeah. In order to make the thing work, you got to probably have to listen to it at some point in order to say, yes, this is this is working right or not. Um, it's, you know, if you're programming something, you're yeah. testing something, is that going to be working correctly? Your users are going to use it. And unexpected ways um, for QA, at least you're going to have to like, but come on. I mean, uh, yeah, here's here's the point on that one. So if if they're listening, when you invoke the command on any of these and you say something, I've always assumed that they're listening because even on Amazon, like if I go in my Amazon account, I haven't done this in a while, but you can listen to recordings of what you said. Like you can actually go back and hear those commands. Oh, really? Yeah, this was a while ago. I don't know if they still do that, but you could actually hear those audio clips. So, of course, those clips are being processed and categorized. And I would just assume that someone at these companies could access it, like you said, for QA or just to make sure the tech's working or seeing when it doesn't understand you, they could listen to the command and try to figure out what went wrong. 
that that all makes complete sense to me. It's this this concept of it always listening and recording and optimizing ads when you haven't invoked the command. People have been saying that for a long time, and I'm not I'm not sure if that article or what you guys feel about that. I I know there's people love to say that. I don't know if there's been evidence or proof that. You know, you can just it's just constantly tweaking ads when you haven't commanded it to. I, I don't know. I haven't well, researched this very well, so this is all an the open article. Topic. The article continued and reminded us that uh, according to VoiceBot on August 11th, 2020, Google admitted that assistant recorded audio even without saying, OK, Google, and they blamed the software error. So Google Assistant was able to fix that error immediately. An error. Come on. That's oh, there. And there of, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doesn't like you, um, Marty. But then, so that was 2020, August 11, 2020. And then even in 2019, um, a thousand customer confidential conversation recordings were exposed by its partners. Google said that the third party language reviewer for the Dutch audio was responsible for it. So they blamed the other guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I guess in my mind, I, I know there's some tech technical constraints behind this because, I, you know, it's a the the physical world used to press a button to like enable the command. So anytime then the voice is enabled, you have to be listening for that voice. Um, I, I don't know. I think my bigger complaint with them like recording it is like I would like 100 percent. I'll take 95 percent accuracy of like a request to a device. And then to have them do what I ask, I actually would be okay. I would exchange. You can record everything I say all the time in exchange for hundred percent accuracy. I well, here's, here's what I think. I mean, this is my own personal opinion. I think Siri is not that good because she is not listening all the time. And I think Google is so much better. Look, this thing is insane. Like thing it, it responds, it listens to, it's getting better every time I use it. Um, I'm, you know, we're using it for like timers and other baloney, but just like, we'll just have random questions about whatever. And it's, it's dead on and it's really good. But I always complain about Siri because I'm like, Siri, you know, I'm expecting that same type of that level of, of uh, accuracy or, or level of response. But um, if you're not always listening or if you're not that, you know, because here's the thing, too, that Apple didn't Apple say that they wanted to make it so that way Siri never even left your phone or or left your device uh, in the upcoming right. yeah. updates. Yeah. Which On is device. interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. It never leaves. I mean, for the whole private, just just because of privacy. Right. I mean, that's a huge I mean, that's a I'm ready to I'm ready to go all in on Apple. I just want more options. I want more. I, I'm definitely like, I like the fact that they have the, the home pod minis. Um, I wish they had one with a screen cause it's nice to see like a clock or a timer or it's or called like, your, Hey, play this video. It's called your iPad. Oh yeah, that's right. iPad. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, like a mini, iPad mini. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but okay. I guess what one of waste. my other, what a Anyways. waste. Um, so I, I've been very frustrated with the audio devices um, the, the listening ability, all this, I feel like they all anticipated that you're going to be a hundred percent in their ecosystem and then use their device in their ecosystem. I've got calendars on Apple and Google 
Oh. Um, and I, it, which is, that's a nightmare. And I miss appointments left and right. Sorry, everybody. Um, I want like my, why can't my watch just automatically know that or Siri automatically know that, Hey, I've got all these calendars. Let's, let's work together here, folks. Outlook. Right. I don't know. My written Here's desktop another, calendar. Here, do that. Here's another thing I have. What really grinds my gears about Google. <laughs> also. Um, no, the, we're just, since we're in the talking about nest and everything, nest also has this issue where I don't know if you guys use, um, workspace, Google workspace for your domain, for your own, oh, yeah. uh, at, at website.com email. Yes. Um, for whatever reason, I can't use my Google Workspace account on my Google for Google Nest. I have to actually oh, use a Gmail account, personal account. Ooh. Yeah, I have to use a Gmail account. It's weird. That's right. It's weird. It was like you can't sign up. This this account can't be used. And it doesn't make any sense. But that's called it just, in a previous episode. Product teams not talking to each other. Like, I guess so. Because that's so that's now easy. I'm just like I I have I have to have both accounts ready to go at any point. Cause I got YouTube TV too. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm signing in with. Should I sign in with the uh, Gmail or th- for my, <laughs> or my workspace account? Um, Google, I don't know. You, you guys got to fix that whole account mix match. Like you wanted us to use it, but then you don't want us to use it. It doesn't make any sense. Come on. I don't know. But anyway, hey, I Google, think I was just bringing this up fix that. because yeah, this assistant and then people just being I mean, things this technology, AI technology, period, is so amazing right now. Um, it's it's crazy how how much all of these GPT three apps are coming out. Um, I mean, I'm using I'm using it to write copy for for websites. Uh, I'm co- combining it with StoryBrand. Um, hey, hey, StoryBrand, come in, Donald idea. Miller, Sir Donald Miller. Do- D- Sir, Sir DM, hold from the there. Yeah. Okay. He's here. He's here. Uh, okay. Uh, why not create some type of AI that will allow you to um, stick in some stuff for StoryBrand and let it generate that stuff for you? Like, hey, I need five steps for this, or I need to be a guide for that customer, or I don't know. I haven't thought about this. All the way through, but I can tell you they won't do it because that takes out their entire story brand certified marketing guide program that would, that would destroy that. So, but uh, think about, I mean, that's another product to me. That would be, uh, buy that right now. All right. Yeah. Buy it right now. Yep. As a lesser price point than hiring a certified guide. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to type in something and let them, and give me eight options. So let me pick and choose we on a slight detour for this. So we talked about copy AI before, which is incredible. And we were all just completely freaking out over it. Honestly, Marty, you tried this one, right? Sonic today. You've been playing with that. What? No. Or which one did you try? It was, it was copy Smith. Copy Smith. Oh, right. Sonic's the one Dot, I found. Copy, yeah. Copysmith.ai. Endless ideas at the click of a button. So what that's actually, I mean, how do you compare it with copy AI or some of the others? Oh, copysmith first, copy AI, copy, yeah. copy.ai has everything, has all, all of the, the copysmith was just, it was, I literally put in copy.ai competitors today and found one of the, and found this one listed high up there and was like, all right, I'll check it out. So I, I logged in, signed up, did the free trial 
Um, I was able to generate, I don't, the thing is with these things, like all of these little content generators, you don't know how much stuff you're allowed to do or like how much, like, cause I want to play with it. I want to, I want to see how much I can, uh, how many times I can come up with stuff. But at the same time, I'm also using it to generate legitimate copy. And so, um, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to start trying to figure out if I can use this thing. And, uh, it, it was, a, it was the same concept with copy.ai. You put in, you put in a couple keywords or you put in like a phrase and it comes back with like, for instance, if you wanted to write a blog article, you could put in like, the, or even, a, or just, you want a blog introduction or something to spark your creativity. And you just put in like the title of the blog or the title of like something that you're interested in. And it comes back with 18 different, well, not 18, like, like six different ideas. A smattering, um, if you will. A, sm- a smattering. Okay. Yeah. No, Which is cool. this is, this is all. And we, we got detoured on this topic before the show too. And there's another one called Jarvis at conversion.ai. Um, boss mode. Boss mode <laughs> is what it's all about. If you need to find out what, the, we won't go into that, but check out boss mode on conversion.ai and writesonic.com is another one. But this, this just going back full circle on the space of AI. I mean, that, that is almost nailed. And for freelancers too. I love the idea of what Marty's doing, where he gets a client, they give him some information based on a form that he can, if he wants, he could generate copy ideas off of that. And that's some of the hardest thing about working with clients is getting those first ideas out and getting a variety of them out. So I yes. love this idea because when you're not in, you're not deep in a company's business, you don't really know everything about them when you start working with them. But being able to say, here's what they do. Here's why they do it. And just get a ton of content ideas and just throw them up against the client and see what they like. I mean, man, I think it doesn't even matter if you're in a business that's not related to design, marketing, PR, communications. Just getting concepts out is just huge. And we were just talking about the value of these subscriptions. But I think they've nailed it for this. But I mean, going back to the devices I I'm not, I don't use them for anything. I I play some Spotify songs on my Echo. I don't have mm-hmm. anything synced with it. I don't ask it questions. I just literally say I want to hear this song. So I'm not using them well. But so I you, want you to. haven't or, you ordered anything from Amazon off of it? Never. I feel uncomfortable really? with it. Really? I feel, I feel like that would be the first thing I did. No, never done it. I just I, I don't. Fr- friends of mine who uh, the kids came over to their house and. uh we're messing around with it. And then three days later, they got like a George Foreman showed up at their house that they ordered on, on <laughs> Amazon. So, do. so of course, uh, we, so we use the, the, like I was saying, Amanda uses the home pod. Um, and we actually have the Philips hue lights, um, tied into home kit. So we use that to adjust our lights and to turn the bedroom lights up or down or dim them or, you know, whatever. Um, I would love to get the lamp or the, the shade that goes up the window that you could like, like say, oh, you know, yeah. good morning and the lights That's come cool. on, the, the shade goes up and like the birds chirp and a coffee pours and slides down the thing. Or I think, was that Back to the Future? I feel like there was uh, a scene when... The, I thought it was Toast. Snow, I thought it was a Snow White or Cinderella. It, I'm mixing, but, I'm mixing oh, okay. worlds, but... <laughs> very similar movies. Very similar, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I wish they but, would work more seamlessly together like the AI stuff, yeah. that would be pretty I think incredible. That's the future. I think that'll be the future. I think that's, um, something that somebody's, somebody's going to say, all right, we figured out a way to connect everybody. Um, even though they, they're all fighting against each other for you to buy things from them. 
and just apple get better just like marty said the three of us are apple fans we want to go all in <sighs> yeah it's just not I good i want to go all in it's not good i don't use siri for there's anything. not enough devices yeah there's not enough device not enough um in my opinion not enough home kit stuff i mean even my even my door lock like that's a that's a google assistant slash no is it it was and i changed over never mind i lied that was a lie Sorry for lying. Again. No, <laughs> I struck that from the record. Uh, it was it was a sh- a, sh- a Schlage. Sh- how do you say Schlage? Schlage. Yep. Uh, Schlage lock, and that lock was, I guess, eaten by the sand and and weather here, so it just stopped working. So Marty lives in Egypt. Uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> the beach. The beach ate the lock, so it stopped working. So I had to replace it, and I was like. All right, I'm going to go with a Yale lock and Yale now works on HomeKit. So it was my first HomeKit device, which I think is pretty cool. But I want to get that for the, uh, I think doors in surveillance. I would like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, you know, time, times we're living in. It'd be nice to have that. Also, we have deer. So I would love to like be able to find a way to scare the deer away from eating our flowers. So, yes. Uh, that's a major problem. So, where I so live. the deer aren't breaking into your house. You combine them with the security system. I was worried. I was worried you lived in a really bad neighborhood out there. <laughs> Not the yet, man. Not yet. But you can't trust him. Can't Got trust it. him. Um. Well, what would you guys do if you had like the perfect home automation system or the perfect like AI integration that would make your life better, maybe business or personal or whatever? What would what would be like? Uh, do, do you have something that would be awesome? Apple everywhere. I'm like for me, like I'm, an AR I'm upset thing? just everywhere. Oh. I, I, it doesn't matter. Like I've got the Apple TV. I want to say, Hey, Apple TV, turn on. Um, Hey, Apple TV, check my security. Uh, they, there's a nest app on Apple TV, but I can't use it, which is dumb. That is, you know, they used to, used to be able to use it. People used to be able to use nest with a nest with a Nest doorbell, but now they can't because Google. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's like a, uh, sub, a sub issue of this episode is just like Google's uh, sad face. I know. Anyway, no. Yeah. So uh, Apple everything. Just yeah. I, here's a, uh, Apple better sound system. Like come up, you know, I headphones are great, but like replace my Sonos. I want to have a, 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 a sub and uh surround. Come on. I'm ready for it. I get the home pods nice, but you, you just didn't, they discontinue the, they, they're only going to make the home pod minis and they're no longer making the big home pods. I heard something about that. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think know. That's the, the plan. What's up with that? Come on. I don't know. Maybe they just ran out of stock and they're heavy. Announced have a new f- one. Have you felt those things? <laughs> they're heavy. They're Why are you moving the, it. The big ones. I don't know. I got reasons. Don't talk. Don't ask me questions <laughs> like that on a, <laughs> public podcast come on that's for that's a that's a private question okay moving my home pod i got my reason <laughs> dusting fine sometimes oh, it dusts. there you go and it dust underneath yeah. it good idea um no i think i'm with you right just to have stuff to like work do you guys have remote car starts i've never no. used it but yeah i could technically start it again okay why there's this I, is the problem I, with all this stuff this is pro- well i guess in, if it's yeah. cold or something i could see yeah. But this is the problem with all this stuff. I have no problem that I need to solve with any of this stuff. 
I've never been mm. excited about smart speakers, voice technology, um, now copy.ai stuff. Yes. But the voice commands and getting it to do that. Like I said, the only thing I do is have it play a song for me. And that that to me is worth having it just for that. But I have no use case of like five or ten commands where I say good evening, you know, and it locks the door, right. lowers the blinds, you know, turns on the TV like at a certain point, it's like. Uh, how lazy do I need to be? I don't know. And then every device has to be on some internet connected plug. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't have a need for, it's not a problem for me. So I'm not excited by this stuff, to be honest. Okay. Uh, that kind of right. actually goes back to our, if there isn't a our problem. Podcast, podcast is over then. Podcast <laughs> yeah, is over. This is it. There's the last word on that. <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Well, if you don't have a problem, right? I guess what yeah. it kind of reminds me of like in the, our yeah. freelance space, like we make our livings because we're solving a problem. This stuff is all just like for fun. It doesn't actually solve a real human problem. It's nice to have, but you're not losing sleep overnight because you can't dim your lights by your voice. Right. True. Yeah. Well, I can, I can talk to people from my Google device to people at my door, which is pretty cool um, is it because you don't I have to also, see them like you don't have to be like face to face yeah or if they're here i can i can say you know who's there yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> leave the money on the porch um i do like saying hey dingus lower the temperature to 71 oh that's um, cool uh being able to open up a web browser and see the the nest um camera and be able to control my um uh, thermometer from from just a web browser yeah or an app on your phone these are i mean to okay. me, that's solving that's I, solving some problems i forgot right? i actually forgot one of my things i have i do have a google uh, nest thermometer in my garage and it's for that um thermostat sorry um, and mm-hmm. it's for that exact reason of in the winter, I like to work out out there and I like to turn the temperature up before I, you know, half hour before I go up or, yes. or it's, it's on a timer. You're right. That is a game changer. Cause I would not go work out in a 40 degree garage because I'm mm-hmm. not a psycho. Yeah. So I understand what Brandon's saying about not, you know, there are certain problems that you don't have, but the, it does make life more convenient. There are things that you're like, oh yeah, I the, definitely, yeah, I definitely make use of that. The video doorbell is a slam dunk that like that. I think I don't have one. I don't know why, but I I'm like, every time I see one, I'm like, why well, don't I have one of those? Cause it that is a, enough. it's so cheap. <laughs> You're right. It's <laughs> yeah. those, it's those sub hundred dollar things that really get me. I can't, can't get myself <laughs> to buy them. Anything over that I'll easily buy, but <laughs> no video doorbells. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. I think I was thinking just about like smart speakers, but yeah. And even, well, even the nest thermostat is pretty cool. But that right. ecosystem, yeah, the ecosystem's all exactly. tied together for sure. For sure. There's there's good stuff yeah. out of it, but I don't need a speaker to talk to me. That's my only thing. But I would prefer I would really honestly prefer if this was all via Apple. Like if it was an Apple doorbell, if it was an Apple uh thermostat, or at least something that worked with HomeKit. These things don't work with HomeKit. So it's just right. like at least I don't think they do. I've never I like I I open up HomeKit and I can't control my nest. So Have, have you played around with um, the shortcuts on Apple? I don't want to. I don't. I, yeah, that, that config is interesting to me, but it's going to be a deep, dark, long journey for me. And it's just going to I'm going to want to do this and do that. And then and 
I just haven't had time to like, cause I know there's so much you can do with it. Yeah. There is. Like I found, I found out there's a way to like sync your calendars. Like for whatever reason, if you can't sync one calendar to another, you can use um, shortcuts on your iPhone to, to make it happen, which is pretty cool. But anyway, I, I mean, yeah, I need to, automation for that is going to be, that would be awesome. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't done it yet, but. Can I make a recommendation you? to you? Um, yeah. No, I haven't. I've done enough to like play around with it where like now it messes up my lights every time I open up one of the apps because I didn't like finish a sequence or something. Yeah. Um, but there's a podcast called Automators. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I like those guys. Yeah, I do too. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I feel like there's so much you can do. It's, it's almost like, is it worth the investment to figure out if it's like this thing you don't even need, you know? Right. I don't know. Right. I, I want a robot that mows my lawn. That's what I think would be mm. wonderful. I just, I just pay somebody. Do you, do you <laughs> guys have a robot? robot. Like, I robot. <laughs> it's Rob, they, by the way. They, no, they don't really. They Rob, haven't come for two weeks, but there we go. It's Rob Ott. <laughs> That's Rob Ott. <laughs> uh, what an unfortunate life to live if that was your name. Uh, Brady, do you use, do you use that, any uh, shortcuts? I don't. I again, I was super psyched when that came out and then Apple bought them and that whole thing. And, you know, guess what? I haven't opened it once. I, I just don't have a problem. I'm dying to solve. Yeah, I want to. Okay. I want. Here's what I want to do. I want to get this AI stuff going back to that. I want to get that in my my actual workflow. Like, for instance, on the PR side, you know, yes. I pitch someone. It adds it to a spreadsheet. It does this task like I want to do that kind of stuff. But for my lifestyle, I don't really automation, that kind of stuff. I don't really have anything I can think of, but I need to automate my work. There's a whole topic we'll get to. I'm sure I, I framework frame. I bet you could actually use that AI stuff to um, write better email sales, emails, of potential course. clients. Oh, you could yeah. Probably use it me. to write ads. There's a section. Oh, there's a okay. section. That's, that's the start. Mm-hmm. Now I just need to, now I just need to hit a button where it writes the pitch, finds the reporter, sends it to him, puts it on a spreadsheet, does a report. Now we're talking. <laughs> I think you're that button, Brandon. You are that button. I am that button, <laughs> but I'm telling you, that's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? When you think about everything that's possible, analyze this reporter's Twitter profile to see what they're interested in, create a pitch with AI, send it to them, document it, add it to the report. And then follow up in three days. Can you imagine? Like that would be scary, but well, it could be done today. I, I'm, I'm sure, sure. I'm sure there's a way to automate that that sequence. Um, Probably using Zapier or least, something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the thing: after 25 episodes of doing podcasts, we're automatically on people's radar now for interviews that don't even you know. It is amazing. I don't. I'm not necessarily sure they're, or I don't know if they're listening to the podcast. They're but not. <laughs> they're definitely uh, reaching out. They could be one of the 31. <laughs> don't tell our they stats, could. Jake, live on air. They could. 300 to the 31 people. <laughs> <laughs> 31,000? I always oh, get cool. my commas wrong. That's what it was. Oh, yes. that's what it was. Commas. Learn commas. those in school, kids. Commas. I'm trying to say it from North Michigan. Oh, what? Come on. I don't have that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we got the camas. Sounds good. All right. Delete all that from uh, the show. 
Anyway, here's the thing. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to be a guest on the freelance dance, um, wait for it. At least, at least know all of our names. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I was very surprised at that. I feel like at what level of, just, there's not 19 of us. There are three. Well, you never know. One, be, of, one of those emails had all three of our names, didn't it? I was pretty impressed. I mean, I know nice. a lot of that stuff's automated, but as a PR guy, this is actually fascinating to me because I'm seeing people pitch us like I pitched podcast. I have I've pitched podcasts before, so I'm, I understand that whole thing. But seeing how they do it is fascinating. And that is something I want to look into is this 25 episode number. Mm-hmm. Like apparently something switches in the directories or something happens because it does seem like we're getting these. I mean, I had someone on LinkedIn. We've had a couple people through the email address. So there must be some algorithm that's promoting us a little bit more or people are. And didn't, yeah. Didn't somebody you, you, you sent us a link, Brandon, about. 1% podcasters or what was that? Yeah. Like you're after, in the top one. Yeah. You're the, in the top 1% of podcasts. If you have 25 episodes or something, not in terms of listeners, of course, but just in terms of like longevity or content, content length. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just curious about that as a metric, like apparently marketers and others are saying, okay, when someone's done 25 episodes, that must mean they're actually going to keep doing this. So Here's because we also had a sales guy contact us trying to tell us how he's going to 10x our podcast. So, you know, we're also getting these guys trying to get us to pay them with our huge ad budget we have from this show. <laughs> you know, that's honestly like why why I like talking or listening, talking, listening to Merlin Mann um, on some of his podcasts. He's got I don't know how many podcasts he's got, like how many does he have? At least three that I know. At of. least. Yeah. Um. He's been through the whole, I mean, he's been one, he was one of the first people who started podcasting, first of all. And it's interesting to see the things that he talks about, like even, even like, for instance, being, you know, uh, a request for interviews or or request uh, or or like a pot, there's a podcast agent uh, or um, client agent. (laughs) Like I had no idea that was a job. No, oh, that yeah. was, that's amazing. It's called like, PR. If you hire a okay. pro- yeah. Yep. And if you hire a producer, I actually have a friend of mine who they got a producer who wanted to book certain people on their shows and it became this big, big, like kerfuffle. And like when you have like 10 episodes, but you really want to have drama, you know, I don't, I don't mm. want drama after a hundred episodes, no drama. A thousand, maybe I'll do some drama. Maybe. A thousand. A thousand sounds like a, a good little time conflict. And what if there was like a series of like three episodes where it was just one of us? We refused to record together. Like there was just three episodes. This was Marty. This was Jake. This was Brandon. Anyway, not to be funny. And and uh, I have a special guest tonight, uh, Brandon and Jake. So we only we only have them for five minutes tonight. So sorry. Oh man. Um, all right. What do you guys think about uh, about doing our freelance dance picks of the week? Yes, of course. Okay. okay. Who's going? We don't know. No one ever knows. Um, never knows. We need AI it's, to tell us. We need to throw we this. We need AI to tell us. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, number yeah. between one and three. Hey, Google, pick a number between. Well, yeah. who's, who's what? 
I'm number one. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> no, well, yeah, you could be. Second the best. All right, All right. call it. All right, Brandon's one, Jake's two, Marty's three. Hey, Google, pick a number between one and three. Here's a random number. One. Oh, Thank you, is. Google. Thank you, Google. I wish I could <laughs> speak to Marty's voice. That was, that was good. <laughs> what so a great, Brandon. our content is so, oh. we, we just connect all the dots here. You know, <laughs> we threw well in rehearsed. AI. Well planned. With, I mean, good grief. I'm glad we spend hours scripting this every week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's a pick for you. This can be a brief one. Um, and it's another podcast. I think this is the first time. Is this the first time we've done a pick that's a podcast? I feel like it might be. But anyway, I don't listen no to the show. I don't know what we know. talk about. Yeah, no I don't know what we talk about on the show. I, but <laughs> I think I, I think I recommended a podcast but before, but go ahead. OK, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that shows you. But uh, this one is called Cough Coffee. I was about to talk like Jake there for a moment. Oh, come on, <laughs> I live in Boston, Michigan. Boston. Come on. Coffee. Okay. It's, it's, it's called Coffee with a Journalist. And it's this podcast Ooh. by a company called One Pitch. They do some kind of automated matching your stories with um who you should pitch them to anyways you know on the earned and owned media side they also have a podcast which is brilliant for them but this is just a show where they interview high profile um reporters for from tech and business publications a lot of people i pitch um month in month out some people i don't but um really cool it's it's short episodes 15 20 minutes and all they do is just talk to them about what they're looking for in stories, what their inbox is like, what they wish journalists or PR people would do in communicating with them. It just gives you a lot of insight into what they're doing and the way they work. And you don't really get this. You don't really get this a lot in the journalist side, like for PR people. um, Usually they just complain about (laughs) PR people, but this is actually a really helpful show to give you an insight in their personality and the struggles and seeing their side of things. it's been really good for me. Obviously, if you're not in PR, you're probably not interested in this or not in journalism. But um, for me, I mean, there's some people I pitched even recently and I listen to their episodes and it's pretty cool to be able to know exactly what they think about PR people and what they should do. So anyways, Coffee with a Journalist, pretty neat little inside baseball show for my industry. But there's and there are several PR podcasts. I'm trying to get better about this. The thing is, when I listen to a podcast, I want it to be about something not related, you know, to what I do all day already. So that's why I haven't listened to these yet. But I'm trying to buy out time and listen to PR specific podcasts because there are some good ones. But coffee with a journalist. That's cool. That's actually a great like in principle, whether or not you're in PR, is that doing a show where you talk about your ideal customer and all the ways that they could be the best customer. Man, it's not a bad it's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's a brilliant show for them. Yeah, of course. Okay. Also, also, the 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 guy's name is Beck Bamberger. That's a lot of bees. Now, I mean, what a what a name! I'm just gonna say that you can't forget it, that name. It's it's also a woman, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. She has. Oh, sorry. There it is. <laughs> I had to clarify. Sorry, Beck. Sorry, Beck. We, I didn't read the rest. I just yep. stopped at the name. It's all Beck good. Bamberger. I only know dude dude's name Beck, but okay. And also burger. <laughs> and you just got the word burger. I mean, that sounds. Oh, well, you know, yeah. Um, I don't know. That was, I just, 
The name is amazing. <laughs> I like three B's. It's a good um, one. That's good. All right. So yeah. my question is now that we went with one, does it automatically go to two? Hey, Google, pick a number between two and three. Here's a random number. Three. Oh, there, oh, there it is. Marty, you're up. <laughs> All right. I'm up. I, oh, by the way, I sincerely apologize to Miss, Mrs. or Miss Beck Bamberger. I apologize for that. But anyway, um, let's see. So mine today has to do with AI as well. Um, staying on subject. Um, this is called Git, GitHub Copilot. Um, I don't know if you guys saw any of this in the news a little bit in the tech news this week. Um, Negatron. This is your AI pair programmer. I will send you a link. Oh try, try my goodness. <laughs> so sounds amazing. This has got me, this has got me a little nervous, a little nervous. <laughs> uh, not really, not really. It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. Okay. In a couple years, it's going to be crazy how fast you're going to be able to code things. If, especially if you have something powered by open AI and GDP three, um, this thing trained on billions of lines of public code, GitHub Copilot puts the knowledge you need at your fingertips, saving you time, helping you stay focused. So that's a well-written you're coding, line. Yeah. We, uh, that may have been powered by AI as well. Uh, <laughs> when you're coding things, okay. When you have to figure out how to do something and maybe you, you know, you may have a snippet that you go to that all the time. But there's also things that you're, you're, you're not hundred percent sure how to do or what best practice you're supposed to do. What you can do is, is you can go to like, you can go to Google or stack overflow and figure out, Hey, what should I use in order to write this? Uh, you know, whatever thing I'm writing out, this, whatever, whatever piece of code I'm writing, guess what? This thing figures it out for you. If, as long as you put a comment in front of it, and type out a, like, for instance, if you're running a, uh, <laughs> write a function called calculate days between dates. You don't even have to comment that you just count, call it that name, calculate days between dates, and it will write the function for you, which is great. That's crazy to me. Okay. Crazy. Or if you don't like that one, you can, you can skip through and go through several different ideas of, or several, several different, uh, several different, uh, versions of that. Uh, function and written in different ways. It knows that you're writing in JavaScript or it knows that you're writing in Go or Python. And then it'll c come up with, with the, the, uh, the correct functions that you need. Um, I've watched a couple demos of people using it. Um, you definitely are in, it's definitely a, uh, I guess. Yeah. So they call it technical preview or beta right now. Um, only because there's certain things, but just, I, to me, this is like, this is, this is the future of writing code. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> it should be interesting to see because eventually if you can have your robots writing code for you, um, what are you going to need developers for? I mean, uh, honestly, debugging real life scenarios that AI can't account for. Yeah. Oh, here, here's my question. So 
are they going to be paid? Are they going to be paid as much? Well, because guess what? Guess how much it costs to have a developer or two compared to, Hey, download a plugin copilot. My guess is it's pretty, pretty substantial difference. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying, okay, you know, here's my, my, my question on this is like, if you're learning this sort of stuff in college, you're learning this sort of programming in college, it's against college rules to copy and paste code. Right. You're not, you're not allowed. Yes. I learned that the hard way. Then if you're, if you're learning (laughs) to code in college, uh, quit because it was a long time ago. Guess what? It was a long time ago. Guess what? I'm just telling you that nobody, nobody writes, (laughs) nobody, nobody writes code that way. Okay. The, the, you literally have your, your text editor, your IDE, whatever you're using to write code and a Google homepage up next to you and you're, and you're writing code and then you're Googling it. So guess what? I apparently was the future. My professor just didn't see it that way. Um, <laughs> so also just for the reference, uh, don't quit school. Talk to your parents or some other important person in your life before you follow Marty's recommendations. <laughs> or, uh, or look, not. I'll stand it's behind that. There are, <laughs> I, I do too, there man. Are I do too. Millions, if I would dare say, that learned to code but did not go to college. So, I mean, yes. You'll learn certain. Anyway, this is another topic, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is, no, you're not going to need to learn code. Cool. I actually, you might not want to learn how to code right now because if we got this coming along, Copilot, I don't know. Well, and that's not I'm even just, talking about bubble.io, right? With the, uh, I mean, the whole oh like no code yeah. space too. So you combine both those together and developers, uh, the Grim Reaper's coming for you. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Well, it's coming for everyone. It's coming for freelance writers too. Like we talked about, I mean, this, this reminds me of that client. I had deep code, you know, I mean, AI code analysis, finding bugs, security vulnerabilities, learning from other projects. So this has been happening for a while, but yeah, it was always going to get to this point where they throw in natural language processing and code knowledge and all this stuff where, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see what happens with this in the next few years. It's going to be fascinating. you know what AI is not coming for plumbing. So if you're a plumber, <laughs> you're in good shape. You're in good it's hands. True. If you're it's a true. Um, all right. Can I, uh, can I share my pick? Hold on. We got to ask Google. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> one option. Two and two. Hey, Google, pick a number between two and two. Here's a random number. Two. <laughs> oh, that's surprising. It was two. I wanted so to say something else yeah. and you wouldn't give a pick this week. That's what I was hoping <laughs> no. for. Oh, man. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, so I sent, a, I sent a link in Discord to you both. Um, so this little thing, um, one of my new coworkers and friends, his name is Simon. Um, he's a dev, um, does a lot of different things. He's got some apps. Um, very talented gentleman. Um, so he built this little prototype, uh, like runner game based on the idea of, and I'm going to ask him first if I can post a link to it, but he did this in like an evening and then shared the, this. So, you know, feel free to run it and play it if you want, but it's, it doesn't work in Safari. It doesn't work in Safari. Um, it's a prototype. Um, but it's a, it's a runner game where you press the space bar to jump and you have to knock the, um, you have to knock the paperwork that's coming at the, the nurse out of the way by jumping and hitting it. So you knock it, but if you, and it goes out faster and it's kind of random. 
And then if you don't do it fast enough, it'll like eat you. The schedule monster will eat you. So it was the, the concept was for like a, a conference that we were going to go to. And this was like a booth. That's awesome. Like game. Um, so that's all it was. But I was just so impressed with like this, you know, this day of just a quick little prototype game that, uh, that he made. So I'm going to get, I'm going to ask him if, if I can share it in the show notes. Um, but I, I think the world needs more random things like this. And also I'm kind of jealous of a skill set to just like whip up a, a game. Brandon, could, could you do that back when you did your like code stuff? Oh no, not a real game. Although I did, I made like a very basic one where you had like 2d characters walking around. <laughs> like I got a map and then I got characters and I programmed them to move around and stuff. So I had like a, and when they interacted with another bitmap object, you know, it would be like, you collected this. I did that. Okay. Like, you know, I was 15 years old and I wanted to build my, you know, to me, that was a game engine, you know? Yeah. It was like, but it was cool because there was no point to it, but I had a little character walking around and he picked things up and I was like, I kind of built the game, but yeah, it's the tools are so good now. Again, coding game, game engines. I mean, you can build stuff in unreal engine in like an afternoon. It's crazy. Did, did you play it, Marty? Marty must've won. What, what'd you get? Uh, final score 600. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Um, I didn't realize what I was supposed to do until way into the game. But anyway, I, it's love a prototype. It. Um, yeah. So anyway, a quick little simple idea to. So this is, I think, aside from this being just like a fun little game, the idea to be able to ideate fast on something to just have a proof of concept. That's also pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So that's my pick of the week. Is my my friend Simon's. Uh, prototype game for a a, a nursing conference <laughs> pretty, pretty niche. good job simon that's cool i'm gonna uh, play it later uh question oh, for I you got guys two, i got two at one time yes yes uh <laughs> i played it and got 1900 on my first try and i thought i was i was hot stuff and then someone else uh. played it in the slack channel and, and they're and they're like 2900 like come on Ugh. um okay i have a i have a tech question for you guys this is a purchase that I've been thinking about. Um, and it showed up in Facebook marketplace and it's an oh. Apple two E in working condition with the computer, <laughs> the keyboard and a printer monitor the whole, the whole <laughs> deal. It all works for Apple two E uh, just as a, as like a, um, an archival piece of Apple history. I thought it was kind of, kind of cool. The guy's asking 150 bucks for it. Is that like, is that a deal or is that just like a, is it a paperweight? It works for 150 yes. bucks. Yes. I mean, what, um, that's pretty cool. What OS nine? Uh, let me take a little look. See Apple two E. No, that's going back long. Time, Maybe isn't more it? than that. Yeah. That like system. That's like. Yeah, that was released in 1983. So you're talking the earliest version. It's probably running DOS or something like like the Apple version of that. Yeah, Apple DOS 3.3. So that thing is anxious that um, I should. You can play. You can play. um, Does it have? Does he have floppy disks or what? So it it has a joystick controller. My goodness, I didn't see that. Um. Yeah, so it's got the monitor, keyboard, the floppy disk, 
a working dot matrix printer and uh and a little a little a little key a little uh do they sell thing. dot matrix printer paper still i'm sure you can find it at staples um aren't they still around anyway, you guys what do you think you think it's a it's, a, it's an investment that i could it, flip it easy right how i think you could flip it actually <laughs> everything works 150 bucks yep it's a piece of history man I'm surprised that he hasn't tried to sell it on eBay to a collector. My guess, um, by looking at the background environment, um, has some shag carpet. Um, there, there is, uh, you know, one of those glass clocks that's enclosed like a, like a tube glass clock with uh, little chimes in the bottom. Oh yes. Um, so he's a young gentleman. He's a young gentleman. He's a, he's a a young gentleman. There's some birchwood firewood on the floor next to uh, the fireplace. Is this local? Uh, it's about an hour away. Oh. So have you looked it up on eBay yet? I did. Let's hear it. Um, I'm just going to do it again because I don't want to lie to everybody on a, pod- on a podcast like Marty did earlier. Sorry, guys. Offending people, <laughs> lying. I'm going to get kicked off. All right. Apple 2E. <laughs> So I'm going to go to the, here's a little trick, folks. If you don't already know this. Go to the sold items. Yes. Take a look at that. So Apple 2E, um, let's do price over 150 uh, Apple 2E, retro computer mint with box. It's just a paper cardboard box. Uh, tested working, 315 bucks. The uh, color display, Double. $249. Uh, just the keyboard, 209 um, the disc controller card, which is like just the actual like graphics card inside 300 bucks. That looks like it might be a good deal. It Does it turn on? Deal. Yeah, it runs, man. Oh. I, that's what I asked the guy. I was like, Does this thing actually work? He said, yep, it's working condition. So I might, uh, I might become a vintage think, Apple owner. I think you need to do a couple of like, um, what's that meme where the, kid goes not bad and puts a thumbs up you need to do that meme in front of that (laughs) before you before you flip it you need to set up your desk so you could just do one of those and send that to the chat and uh uh, maybe play some oregon trail have you have you recording yourself playing that oh man Um, and then and then flip it okay yeah i I just 83 1983, man, 38 years ago. Whew. Anyway, anyway, so I thought I would share that at the end of the episode, little Apple, Apple related how item. Mu- how much do you think that thing cost when it first came out? Ooh. Yeah, a thousand bucks. Tens of thousands. 1983 money. Uh, I don't no. know. Well, uh, apparently it was $1,395, which is Ooh. the equivalent the equivalent of three thousand six hundred twenty-five dollars in twenty twenty. Thirty-six hundred dollars yeah. for it. That's what Apple's. Uh, what is that? The their Mac goes for the Mac. That's that's, that's what I bought my Mac for. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Apple has not changed its price since it started. It's just modified for inflation. That's right. <laughs> Look at that. There. What a what a noble thing for them to do. Yeah, man. You should follow in their footsteps. That altruism. Um, oh. I take I take that back. Okay, so 
just the main unit alone was thirteen hundred bucks. I thought the the full the full thing was nineteen hundred dollars, and that is the equivalent of fifty one hundred dollars now. Yeah, computers were expensive, okay. and they did nothing. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Guess what? Uh, it had I'm, 64 kilobits of RAM. Yep. I think um, my mouse has more than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like our, right? my lights that are above me have more RAM than. Uh, That's than crazy. That. that is crazy. You could you could upgrade to one meg. <laughs> oh, man. You guys got one meg. One meg. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we'll see. That'll be the uh, the cliffhanger. Did I or didn't I? Oh, I think well, you should. We'll have to see. I think you should go for it. If you, can, cool. if you can flip it and get 300 bucks, why not? At least get like a selfie with it. Yeah. 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 Hey, Google, should Jake buy an Apple IIe computer? Sorry, I don't have any information about that, but I found something related. You want to know, is an Apple IIe computer worth anything? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. On that note. Try again in a few seconds. Oh. <laughs> On that note, uh, that's wonderful. Well, uh, gentlemen, as always, it has been a pleasure spending this time with you guys. Um, good times. I, I'm good times. We're we're you stay, know. Hey, stay stay safe out there with your with your home pods and your your mini nests and all that. You guys yep. stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. Okay. And uh, okay. thefreelancedance.com. This has been The Freelance Dance. Until next time. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Freelance Dance. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love it if you would leave us a review. Have an idea for a show or a question? Go to thefreelancedance.com or hit us up on Twitter at underscore freelance dance. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Until next time.